0: Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. I want to go back to this point I had a couple weeks ago. We're staying in the Amplified Classic, so you're good. Go to James 4 and 6, okay? James 4 and 6. So this one this one kind of got me going because I'm like okay if we're in James 4 and 6 we see some stuff in James 4 and 6 that kind of makes sense and if you're not careful um you you kind of could miss the moment in the whole thing so look what it says in James 4 and 6 but he gives what more and more grace wow that's big ain't it Power of the Holy Spirit. So he says, remember we coined this phrase a couple Sundays ago. We said, what is grace? It is the power of the Holy Spirit allowing me and you to live like Jesus in the earth. Right? More grace, power of the Holy Spirit to meet evil tendencies in all others fully. So he's saying, anytime there's an opposition, God gives you grace to overcome. That's pretty big. He sets himself against the prou- proud, but he gives grace unto the humble. Right? And then he tells you in verse 7, he said, So subject yourself to God, resist the devil, and he will flee for you. Stand firm against him. Wow. So to make it through some of the things you're going to face, we're going to need Grace. He said grace is the power of the Holy Spirit. But he gives more and more grace and then he coins it, right? In verse 6, power of the Holy Spirit. So in the amplified, the writer equals grace to power of the Holy Spirit. Now, that got me thinking. Okay? So if the power of the Holy Spirit is is grace, then the Holy Spirit Knows how to endow us with grace. Yes. Well, check this out. That means it's so important that we're following being led by the Spirit so we can have grace for the place. Now, this is what I want you to look at because I think this is big. All right? Now, you can go to King James. So, you can go to a, well, you know what I did? I I played around with this a little bit. So, let me see this because I kind of was thinking about this because you need this grace deposit, and um, you can go to King James, it'll be fine. Go to Romans chapter eight, and I'm gonna show you where to start. You could basically start with verse 24. It says we're saved by hope. Now I want you to see this, right? So we said, now we got a new definition, right? Grace is the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm down with that, I could say that. So everything grace provides is contained in the Holy Spirit's power to give to me and you. However you want to say it. So we are saved by hope, but hope that is not seen is not hope. For what a man sees, why does he yet hope for it? So he's saying, if you got it in your hand, you're not hoping for it. But if we hope for what we see not, hoping for something you do not see, then do we with patience wait for it? Okay, likewise, the Spirit, Holy Spirit, helps us with our infirmities. For we don't know what we should pray, but the Spirit himself, should say, makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. He that searcheth the heart knoweth what is in the mind of the Spirit, because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Right? And 28, we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Now, he says something in 27, change your life if you see it. He that searched the heart knows what is in the mind of the spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. All right, I'm down. 26. We're backtracking just a little bit. Likewise, the Holy Spirit helps our weaknesses. That's what grace does, right? In, in, In your weakness, I'm going to be made strong. In your inability to do it, I'm going to make you strong. Likewise, the Holy Spirit also helps our weaknesses. For we know not what we should pray as we ought but the Holy Spirit himself makes intercessions with groanings which cannot be uttered, tongues. So now, every time we allow the grace, it's, it's called the work of grace, getting filled with the Holy Spirit. Every time we decide to flip the switch and pray in the Spirit, we're releasing grace-filled words into our assignment, into our atmosphere, and into the heavens that can produce the response for what you need. Now, here's a big one. If you don't have the strength to do it, you're, that's on you. You got to start digging it up in the Holy Ghost. And I know this ain't going to be popular for a minute because everybody in the body of Christ, this, you know, this is the big thing, right? You know, I was thinking about this today. I was thinking about heaven just for a minute. I don't meditate on heaven all the time, but I was thinking about heaven. You know, you're gonna you're gonna worship God 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Or what's the first thing you think about when you when somebody tells you you're gonna be worshiping God 24 hours a day, seven days a week? How In the heaven, am I gonna pull that off? I don't have that kind of stamina. But I got news for you: when you leave here and go to heaven, you're gonna have heavenly stamina. 'Cause heaven ain't like the earth, man. You got a soul down here, you got a body down here, you got to press through this thing down here. There, when you're in your glorified state like you are here, you have no limitation to worship. You have no limitation to serve God. You have no limitation to be the disciple that God called you to be. In the earth, you got restrictions. That's why you gotta dominate your soul. So that's big, man. Because remember we were talking about Paul's thorn in the flesh, and it's like my grace is sufficient. Remember was that Second Corinthians twelve nine? Yeah, let's look at that. Let them see it because that's that's the key in that in that structure of what Jesus said. My this is what Jesus said, and He said unto me, "That's Paul explaining, my grace is sufficient for thee." For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Stop right there. So he's saying, I can't overcome. Yeah, on your own you can't. So in your weakness is where grace kicks in. It's the power of the Holy Spirit giving you an ability to do what you could not do by yourself. So anything you face, now, now watch this. What this does is it forces me to master humility at a rapid rate. Because I don't even want to, like, it's a very thin line. Because, but it's almost like, in my weakness, I am the strongest I can be. So you don't want to have false humility. But what you want to do is you want to get the humility real quick. Like, man, God, if it wasn't for you today, I wouldn't be here. You know what I'm saying? The mentality that you put the breath in my lungs. You just you stay in that humble state. Man, I couldn't do all this without you. I couldn't have this company without you. I couldn't have this family without you. Gratefulness. Now, this is one of the keys. Write this down. Put this in the little thing there. Gratitude. Gratitude. Just You pull this in your spirit, you guys, on the thing. You need to be sharing more and sharing what you're getting out of it and sharing these quotes and, and just, I don't know, just, just do community together. You know what I mean? I try to stay on here as much as possible. Gratitude is the mentality of the humble. Gratitude is the mentality of the humble. So the more you keep a heart and a mind of gratitude, the more humble you're going to be. People that are prideful are unthankful. So unthankful people are prideful. They just, they think they deserve it. You know what I mean? You ever see anybody like, you know, they just, well, I deserve it. And they got pride. You know? So the attitude of the humble is gratitude. That's huge. So if you if you have a heart of gratitude, you more over than not are a person of humility. So keeping yourself in the position to recognize gratitude is wildly awesome. Because if you can keep yourself in a place of gratitude, because people think, people, man, let me tell you right now. Man, earth doesn't, you don't deserve nothing in life just because you breathe breathing, bro. You know what I mean? We got the biggest entitlement problem in America I've ever seen in my life. Man, well, you know, I, 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 I got it hard. man. Be quiet, hard. I was was in New York, and, um, you know, I had this guy. He's a foreign guy, and this guy came over here with nothing, man. He said, I had the clothes on my back and a couple bucks in my pocket. You think about the average American. They don't even know what that is. Got no house, got no car, got nothing, man. Got a couple bucks in my pocket and the clothes on my back. And ain't nobody giving him nothing guy was driving, he was doing Uber, had his own car, had a nice car, had himself a Lexus, he was educated, he had two jobs, he was working another job, the cat was just getting it, and I'm like, man, you're the story, you're the story, man, came over here from a foreign nation, thinking nobody gave him nothing, and then you over here living in America, like, oh, I'm suppressed, and we're this, and we're that, you make more excuses to be weak. It's unbelievable. And America, you patting these clowns on the back, like, oh, poor you. Poor you nothing. Get up and get yours. You know, I've been telling, I've been telling them, I've been talking to my, 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 uh, my crew, not, not the church crew, but my, my, man, you go get it. Told this business guy the other day, just get the bag, man. That's the money, man. Go get it. It's out there. It's waiting for you, man. Get out there and hustle. Get out there and work. Get out there. So, you know, you come into church like, oh, well, you know, how are we supposed to? you got to use your spiritual weapons. This is talking about praying in tongues. You know why you don't got no grace for that marriage? You ain't been praying in tongues over that thing. Want well, to know why you ain't got no grace for them kids. You ain't been praying tongues over those jokers. You trying to live a spiritual life with natural tools and you running out of gas. I'm telling you what, man, I've been razor sharp with this lately. Like, man, dominate them thoughts. Sitting here, you you know, well, my mind's playing tricks on me. Tell your mind no more tricks. You know what I'm saying? You understand me? We're well, how I'm oppressed. Well, pray in tongues and break oppression off of you. some of you, you got stinking thinking. You know, you ever get around people? I was telling them the other day, sometimes you know, you get around church people or you get around people at work, they got a grumpy attitude on their face. You know, you like, you know, you could just tell they 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 they're just grumpy about something or they're messed up and mind dealing. You know what I mean? I ain't got no time for mind dealing and messed up and all that stuff. You got grace for the place, praying tongues. You know, David said he encouraged himself in the Lord at Ziglag. Amen? You get the Ziklag and some of you want to quit. You get the zig. I ain't got no grace for Ziklag, why not? Yeah, I'm telling you right here and now. You ever notice that? Somebody's like, I don't want, to stop talking, Pastor Chris, you're getting me mad. Well, get over it. Because the the problem with this is, this is the key. That's all about praying in the Holy Ghost. Didn't we say, bro, bro, didn't we say? Man, I'm telling you right now. 1 Samuel 30, verse 1. Look at this in the King James. You got to see this, Man. I got that high yah coming on me. You know, ever since that, 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 that men's meeting meeting, man, I'm telling you, that men's meeting thing, I've been jacked up. You know what I mean? Last week when we did that, man, I've been shot out, bro, because I'm like, y'all got to get your high yah back. You might run around here like a bunch of, like, you ain't got no power, and you ain't all that, and you, God made man in his image and his likeness, and he gave him dominion. Go walk in dominion for crying out loud. Go slap the devil in the face. Living like we're some second-rate citizen, trying to act like we're human. I'm telling you what, man, I, I, I've been, I, I started getting messed up preparing for it. Then I preached it, and by the time I'm prophesying it now, I'm going to be shot out telling me all this stuff. I'm about ready to start telling people straight up, that's ridiculous. Goofy nonsense. Oh, you know, yeah, uh, give me a break. They want to pet, they got, they got they got pet devils, they want to hang on to mindsets, you know what I mean? Like, oh, this is normal. There ain't nothing normal about this. God gave you grace. God gave you strength. He said, For my strength is perfect in weakness. My strength is made perfect in weakness. You see that? That's what Jesus said. We're going to talk about zigzag in a minute. That's what he said about that thorn in the flesh. Jesus told me, said, "My, my, my grace is sufficient." Why? Because grace don't kick in till weakness shows up. What? Now watch this. Like weak, soft? No. Meaning I can't do this without you, God. I got to have your tools and cast down the imaginations. How many know that's a weakness? Weakness doesn't mean you're weak, like you can't pick nothing up, like you ain't strong. Weakness means I can't do without God. I can't eradicate these thoughts. I can't lift this oppression. I can't change this mindset. I can't change. But once you get strong, you know what you do? Man, my strength is made perfect in that presence. Look at 1 Samuel 30, verse 1. David comes to Ziklag, and the Amalekites invaded Burned it with fire. And it took the women and it took the people. And they slew not any greater small, but carried them away and went on their way. David and his men came to the city. It was burned with fire. Their wives, their sons, and their daughters were taken captive. Everybody's gone. Imagine you come home, everybody gone, and everybody's everything's burnt to the ground. Oh, this is a great day. Following God. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no more power to weep. They ain't got no more tears. David's two eyes were taken captive. That's David's problem right there. Two wives. You should have just, one's enough. My God, can you imagine having two? One of them will wear you out. You got two, he's probably half nuts, right? And, and what happened, I, I, I got goofy and I forgot where I'm at. That was funny, you should have laughed, right? And Ananam, or whatever his name is, and the Jezreelites, why couldn't they call them Tom and Steve and all this stuff? got to get all these words out of here, man. And Abigail, the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite, he's a Carmelite. I don't know what's up with this guy. He's a Carmelite. <laughs> he's a Carmelite. They were from the, they were from the Ites, a lot of Ites, Hittites, Jebusites, Ites. Don't get no ites or mites. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake a stone in him, because the people were grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David encouraged himself, in the Lord is God. See that right there? They all turn on you. Great. Day. You know what this was like? You're the one who brought me out here. You know what I'm saying? Now, David, in the opposition, has to find grace for the place. This is everybody. I'm in a tough spot right now. Go, get, go pray and get go tap into grace. You're going to find a tough spot sooner or later. It's going to happen, man. And David said to Abathar, the priest, Amalek's son, I pray thee, bring me hither to Ephod. That's how they prayed. That was their prayer shawl, kind of like deal. You know, this stuff in it. Our brought thither the ephod to David, and David inquired the Lord. Now he went to prayer. Now see, right here, he could have been crying and bawling and squalling and chucking stones. Instead, you know what he said? Wait a minute, let me go ask God what's going on. Now, how many times are you asking God what's going on when you hit the wall? <laughs> Ain't nothing happening. Won't you check in with God. I was saying, David inquired at the Lord saying, shall I pursue? I like this cat style, man. He didn't say, shall we, he said, shall I? David said, you want me to go after him? Now, anybody else, you would have been cussing at God and mad at God and quit on God. And God, why did my stuff burn down? And why is my family gone? See, opposition is just opportunity for you to see God tap into grace and get the victory. Shall I pursue? And shall I overtake? I like that. He questions. You like that? David said, I don't think these dudes are coming with me. They're ready to hit me in the head with a God, should I go up against the army? Big talk. Shall I overtake these armies? And he answered him and said, pursue. Because if you pursue, you shall overtake. And without fail, recover all. Woo! That's the word of the Lord. This is impossible, man. So David went and he had 600 men that were with him. And, they, and and they and they wrote and when they, let's say but David pursued, he and four hundred men. Two hundred stood behind; they couldn't make it. Man, they went on to win, and they won the battle, and David recovered all, like God said he would. For time's sake, you can read. It. He defeated all the Amalekites. And David recovered all. Every day. God came through. But here's the thing when you get stuck in that spot, are you are you seeking the Lord? I know a lot of times don't oh don't seem like God's, you know. Remember, I told you you gotta learn how to work with your weakness, man. Let the weak say they're weak. No, let the weak say they're strong, man. Come on. I know I got that little like, yeah, on me because this is what it takes. Focusing on your weakness is not the key to success, but not admitting you have a weakness is not the key to success either. And when you say weakness, I don't want you to think like, oh, you're trying to lift it. and You're too feeble. What he's saying is my strength and my reliance is on God, not on myself. So that's great. You ain't got the money. That's good. God does. That's great. You don't have the healing, but God does. That's great. You don't have the uh, answer, but God does. You see what I'm saying? It's about God. Gift, man. It's a gift. Grace is what God does for you. It's his part. But how do you get grace to operate? It's power and Holy Spirit. You know, when you speak grace-filled words, you're speaking God words. You remember four Ephesians four twenty-nine. You want to see it? Go to Ephesians four twenty-nine. Let me see it, please. King James is phenomenal. I used to use this. This was my Bible school scripture. This was I used to. This was my Rama Bible school scripture because everybody was uh talking foolish around me. You know, because you got a bunch of young kids and they didn't know how to talk right, and I taught them all four twenty-nine. That means let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. That means don't say nothing negative. If it ain't life-giving, you ain't allowed to say it. But that which is good to the use of edifying. So here's that: If it ain't building somebody up, don't say it. That it may minister grace unto the hearers. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. Look at 30. Whereby you were sealed into the day of redemption. He said, your words grieve God. So don't say stuff. And you don't need no, if it ain't got grace on it, don't say it. You can't work for this thing, man. Remember I told you it's a free gift? The free gift of Jesus Christ was a grace gift. The free gift of praying in tongues was a grace gift. Everything came good. By grace are you saved through faith? Remember that one. Grace came through Jesus Christ, and grace gives you the power to overcome sin. Look at look at this. You want to see something crazy? Go to to Romans 5. There's a lot of reading, though, man. Oh, man. Um, Oh, hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go to 5. Go to 5.18, Romans 5.18. King James, good. It's a lot of reading, you know. I don't mind reading. I'll read the whole book to you, but, you know, I want to get this over to you, so make sure you read it with me. Therefore, remember we read this, Therefore, as by the offense of one, Adam, judgment came upon all men to condemnation. Even so, by the righteousness of one, Jesus Christ, the free gift came upon all men under justification of life. I can handle that. For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners, Adam. So by the obedience of one, shall many be made righteous, Jesus. Moreover, the law entered in that it might what? That the offense might abound. But where sin showed up, grace did much more show up. So he's saying, sin showed up, and this is how God got rid of sin. Grace annihilated it. That as sin hath reigned unto death, even so might grace reign. Through righteousness, unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. So grace is strength in your life. Is found in understanding your righteous position. I'm in right standing with God right now. That as sin hath reigned in the death, grace reigns through righteousness. Grace reigns through righteousness. Once you get an understanding of righteousness, You just start walking in grace at another level, and that's the power of the Holy Ghost. See, because grace took away the power of sin. Sin lost its dominion because of God's grace. Grace is God's power. Sin lost its dominion because of God's gracious act of sending Jesus Christ to the cross. God's grace is God's power, and God's power of grace is not only God's ability to overlook sin. It ain't got nothing to overlook it. It's his ability working in you to deliver you from it. He annihilated it. Look, you want to see this? Go to the Passion. I'll leave you, I'm gonna, we're going to read this. This is, this is fat. Romans 6.13, you need to see this. You read Romans 6.13 in the Passion, and we're going to read a couple verses, and you're going to be done. Because once you see this, you're going to see the power of grace. So, grace is God's power. God, grace is God's ability. Woo! Look at this. Let's talk about sin. So then refuse to answer its call. Okay. Next time sin calls you up, you need to hang up. Surrender your body as a tool for wickedness. Nope. Instead, passionately answer God's call to keep yielding your body to him as one who has now experienced resurrection life. You live now for his pleasure, ready to be used for his noble purpose. Okay, I'm down. Remember this. Sin will not conquer you, for God already has. You are not governed By the law, but you are governed by the reign of grace of God. What are we to do then? Should we sin to our heart's content since there's no law to condemn us anymore? What a tolerable thought that is. Don't you realize that grace frees you to choose your own master? But choose carefully for you surrender yourselves to become a servant Bound to the one you choose to obey. If you choose to love sin, it will become your master. It will own you and reward you with death. But if you choose to love and obey God, he will lead you into perfect righteousness. Man, it don't get no better than that, man. So the message of grace is the gospel. The power of grace comes from the Holy Spirit. So what happens is, every one of those scriptures is endued with power, is filled with grace. Where you do not have grace, you come to the throne of grace in your time of need and ask for help. He will help you. You you don't know what to do? Pray in the Holy Ghost. You don't know what to say? Pray in the Holy Ghost. You don't know the decision to make? Pray in the Holy Ghost. You don't know what to do? Pray in the Holy Ghost. And then, when you take activated steps go man I, I don't think I can do it good you're in good company that's when his grace is made I, I can do it all you better get a bigger project Grace gives you the power to live like Jesus in the earth so that anybody thats shy grace is not sloppy mercy grace is power to accomplish so we're gonna stay in this a little longer but notice this. These grace truths, go over those scriptures, meditate in them, and let grace get in you and know that you're getting ready to take grace steps to finish the race that God has for your life. And I promise you, that's how you do it. Let me pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for each and every person watching tonight. I thank you, Lord, that whenever they're watching this, they're gonna get a revelation of grace greater than ever before. That you are, you are the one who gives us the power of the Holy Spirit, to accomplish everything you call us to do. And it's living inside of us. Thank you. We go from grace to grace. We go from faith to faith. And we go from victory to victory because you already won and you already gave us the position in the earth to do it and accomplish it. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Guys, check this out. We got some announcements coming up. Check out what's coming on here all around the church. We're excited. We really are pumped. Thanks for sharing tonight. Thanks for joining tonight. I'm going to see you Sunday 9 and 1030. And remember to just keep applying these truths each and every day. You're going to get better at doing this. You're going to achieve greatness. You're going to fulfill your destiny. And you're going to definitely overcome every obstacle the enemy may bring to you and the earth. Why? Because you're victorious. I love you, and I'll see you Sunday. God bless you. and Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at RelevantFL.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.